Well, hey there, freaks. It's your boy Marty here to introduce this week's episode with Alex Fetsky. Alex was in New York City for the first time ever, so we swung by Williamsburg. Matt and I joined him to get an update on Amber and uh, to talk about the separation of money and state. It was a very interesting conversation. This conversation was brought to you by the Cash App. If you freaks uh, have not downloaded the Cash App yet and you're listening to this podcast, what the hell are you waiting for? Go do it now. Use the code stackingsats. That's one word, S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. A little bit of a mouthful, but it's worth it. You're going to get $5. $5 going to go to Owls Lacrosse, charity very near and dear to our hearts, based out of Chicago, helping young uh, boys and girls learn leadership skills via the sport of lacrosse. Uh, and then once you use the code, you get the $5. You're going to be able to use the Cash App to stack sats, to sell sats if you have to. Uh, you're going to be able to send sats from your app to a personal wallet or from the personal wallet to the app. And then on top of that, you get the Boost program, which is incredible. I use my Boost card every day. You get a personalized Boost card, put your signature, a little Bitcoin sign uh, on it. It gets sent to you. You can use it wherever Visa is accepted. They partner with merchants. Uh, they have deals for local coffee shops, Whole Foods. I used one for the MTA last week. It was a great boost. Saved me a dollar. Felt good. Um, and then they're always adding and, and churning their, their boost partners. So always check up on that. Make sure you download the app. Use the code StackingSats. And try out the Cash App. It's a great product. Again, I use it every day. Uh, and this episode is also brought to you by Casa. Casa, dropping some hot news today. For you freaks who don't know already, they dropped the Casa Node 2. It's a faster, smoother Bitcoin Lightning experience running with a faster processor on the Raspberry Pi 4 with 4 gigabytes of RAM and a 1 terabyte SSD. All packaged in a gorgeous new case, similar in size to the original Casa Node. And this comes with your gold membership. Uh, I believe they've upped the gold membership with the Casa 2 uh casa do two to 399 but if you are an existing casa member uh you'll be able to maintain your 300 price for the lifetime of the membership uh and so for you freaks that don't know what casa is it's 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 one of the most secure ways to hold your bitcoin they have multi-sig setups different tiers uh they they're a very opsec conscious team they have the node like i just uh described and then they're they're going to work with you on your OPSEC. So if you have any questions for them, make sure you uh, email membership at team.casa. Uh, hit them with your hardest OPSEC questions. And then if you want to check out um, the uh, the other the other multi-sig offerings they have, go to keys.casa today. And use the code TFTC. When you use the code TFTC at CASA, you're going to get up to hundred, excuse me, up to $250 off um, one of their membership tiers. So go check it out. They just dropped the new hot node today. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about that more on rabbit hole recap on Thursday. Um, shout out to Casa and cash app. I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Alex Fetsky. I know we always have a great time sitting down with Alex and, uh, I think we had a great conversation. So enjoy. Okay. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent here with a belly full of coffee on a Monday afternoon. Uh, going don't on, forget Shake Shack. Don't forget Shake Shack. That's true. Belly, belly full, full of, shake, of shake Shack as well. Um, you heard our guest, Matt Odell's with us as well, but we're sitting down again with Alex Vetsvi for their second time in like three or four months now. Yeah, I know, right? Shit. We, <laughs> I can't uh, get enough of you guys. We saw, each, we saw each other in San Francisco, <laughs> and now uh, Alex is... Rolling through town, he asked uh, if we could help him break his Shake Shack uh, cherry, so we did that. It was mm-hmm. his, it's his first time in New York. First time in New York, first too. First time in New York, first time Shake Shack, first... What else is the first? I don't know. First time in Times Square. Which I warned we, you not to go. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Times Square? I got to see the Empire Boys. I felt really cool just watching them like, do burnouts in the middle of the street and shit. I've never heard of the Empire Boys. I've never heard of the Empire Boys, too. Yeah, me neither. They sound like a crew we should be worried about, though. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like shit corners. Basically. (laughs) Did they start singing doo-wop at any point? It sounds like a 50s doo-wop crew. I I must admit, a couple of the cars, like, were really fucking pretty hot. There was, like, a mad um, SRT Dodge Challenger, and he just, like, fucking tore up the street. Um, It was kind of cool, but anyway. Probably a cop. All the undercover cops are in Dodge Challengers. (laughs) 
be, be wary of the challengers on on the jersey. Is it the challengers the or the chargers? Chargers, chargers, chargers. That's what it is. I'm Challenge sorry. is such a sexy car. Fuck, I love that thing. Um, yeah, dude. Monday, Monday afternoon rip here. We've been. We've is it Monday? It's yeah, Monday, it Monday, right? Yeah, it's traveling Monday. will do that to yeah, you. Yeah, dude. Just throws time all for a loop. I've been in six time zones in the last two weeks. I don't know where the fuck I am. Yeah, because you were just in Crypto Springs, right? How was that? I was in Crypto Springs. Crypto Springs was um very Palm Springy. Um, I don't know. I, I think Palm Springs is an interesting place. It's, it feels like the kind of place you go to like die. Um, it's like really <laughs> go to die. Like it's. Uh, it's I don't. Know, it feels really depressing, man. I was retirement there. Was just, community, right? Yeah, basically, it was like I made the mistake of like booking an Airbnb for an extra night and or two. Actually, I, I ended up booking an extra two nights because I just didn't know like what was going to happen after Crypto Springs because in Riga, everyone fucking hung out for a while. And, yeah, you know, Riga, the, you don't want to leave right yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. Riga was fucking yeah. awesome. And then like I hung out in Palm Springs for the extra two nights and I was like, why did I do this? Like, But I mean, other than that, the, 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 the conference was okay. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't as good as Riga. I think Riga was a hell of a lot more fun. Um, but it was, it was cool. Yeah. There was, there was a good crew of Bitcoiners there. How's uh, how things been going on Amber? I guess that's why you're on the road, right? That is why I'm on Out the road. Chilling yeah. Amber, you got yeah, the yeah. Amber dot app shirt on right now. Indeed, my um, my Bitcoin not shitcoin shirt. Actually, have you guys seen this one? <laughs> I'm gonna get you boys one. Um, but I was um, I was actually I was it actually says Bitcoin not shitcoin on the back of his shirt. Indeed, yeah. For our listeners, yep. I I, I just flashed the boys my ass <laughs> <laughs> so they could see. Um, I was at a I was at a cafe last night and um I went and had some dinner and it was at like this health bar thing where it's called like be human or whatever it is. Um anyway, one of the guys comes up to me is like, um, oh, cool shirt, man. <laughs> like and he was just some like some noob guy and he's like, Oh, you know, I've heard about this Bitcoin thing and he's like, What's Amber? And I started explaining to him what it does and everything. He's like, Oh, can I download it? And I was like, Unfortunately you can't and um and as we were talking, I, I got him to buy some fucking Bitcoin. Cash app, like literally. Cash app so easy, for dude. It was great, and I was like, "Do you have Cash app?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got Cash app." Very, very, uh, very uh, high touch there. High touch rate. One touch, one conversion. That's dude, pretty good. It was um fucking closed him on the spot, and then I told him, I said, every day, I said, now I said it was a Sunday, but I said every Wednesday, just come on here and buy twenty bucks, and I said, in five years time. You'll fucking remember. There you go, stack what, uh, what was the demo of this guy? Was he a younger guy? He was a younger dude, guy? yeah. He was just like working as a server in, in behind the thing. And he just came up to me. He was like, oh, cool shirt, man. So so it was the Bitcoin, not shitcoin shirt that got his attention. And then closed the deal, bought him some Bitcoin on Cash App. Fucking it's pretty Jack, funny Jack Dorsey owes me a fucking commission you couldn't even You couldn't even show your own product properly I know, because was, you were man, in Australia. I know. But you know what? I did it for the cause, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Any uh, any Bitcoin buy pressure is good buy pressure. Indeed. So indeed. anytime you're convincing somebody to to DCA at thirty bucks a week is perfect. Hell yeah. That's Hell the best yeah. way to learn too. If you're if you are uh, like a cashier or a server at a restaurant, <clears throat> investing can be. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it was really cool. No, and, and I, I grabbed his phone. I opened up like some Bitcoin articles. I actually sent him to you guys. I was like, listen to this podcast, read this article, blah Thank blah. You. blah. You're welcome. Um, and yeah, it, was, it, it felt really good. I walked out of there. I was like. One more. That'd be funny if he's listening to this episode right now. I know, right? What's up, Brandon, <laughs> like, dude? <laughs> Welcome. I, oh, man, I forgot his name now. Fuck. And no need to dox him. He knows who he is. Yeah, yeah, he knows who he is. If you're listening, we know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, so what's been going on in Amber? What, uh, what's so, yeah. changed since we last talked in, in San Francisco? Well, so since, since we last talked, we've, um, we've, we've enabled much smoother Bitcoin withdrawals. Thank you, Matt. Beautiful. Yep. Matt, Matt's, um, Matt's going to be our advisor soon. <laughs> It's I kidding. kept poking him about the withdrawals. <laughs> so that that was a thing, right? Like, well, we we were doing withdrawals manually. Um, so so people would have to request it in the um in the support thing. Um, and then they'd need to give us a, a Bitcoin address, and then we would do it. So so now you can just whitelist a Bitcoin address in there, and you can process a withdrawal. We do it through like a a separate pooled fund. So so that way we're able to keep everything still in 100% cold storage, and then we just manage our own separate float that's in a multi sig, and then we release the funds from there how was building that uh part of the product it wasn't too bad it was it was a bit clunky in the beginning um and then we we because i i just it's it's really hard getting a good multi-sig um you know product that you can use especially when you're mobile and stuff like that and um anyway we um we figured it out and it works 
yeah customers happy customers way happier withdrawals were happening way faster but but do you know what it is it's just one of those things where the loudest customers are generally it's it's the it's the downside of the intolerant minority right so like 99 percent of our customers just leave the bitcoin on there because they're noobs it's the first time they've done it they don't have their own wallets they don't do any of that sort of stuff and, and that's fine when they're at the early stage and then you know we try and sort of nurture them and teach them and all this sort of stuff and you know and i hope at some point they will just move that bitcoin you know into a wasabi or something and then push it into their own right. ledger or cold card or whatever but um the majority of customers just leave it on there you know um it's a small subset of customers who want to withdraw and they're always the loudest ones and um we, we we did a withdrawal for for a guy the other day and we're always withdrawing on like the lowest sats per byte and it must have just been maybe like a a little peak moment of thing and it took about a day or two for the uh, for his transaction to go through and straight away on um on, on the support thing you fucking scammers you stole my money <laughs> and it was over about like 80 bucks or something and i was like the Jesus biggest exit scam. I know, right? He was like, "You guys should be reported to the Australian authorities." Like, well, you've stolen mm-hmm. my money. Well, something like, you got to take into consideration as like a company is the UX of like the actual blockchain. Like today, we were just talking about earlier of the block that took two hours, two hours to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, but Bitcoiners are scarred, right? We've had so many bad experiences. Yeah, that uh, I mean, not your keys, not your coins, right? If I was using, if I was using Amber, I would have been heckling you all the fucking time until yeah. the Charles got back yeah well i mean the thing is like which i actually did and i wasn't even using indeed Amber, indeed so. that, that means you're a true bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> but um look what, what we're gonna do down the track is allow people to like set up even like an auto withdrawal so like that way that idea. yeah because like again like i'm gonna i'm gonna state a pompism here it's all about automation there you go <laughs> I think but, um, it's better for you, right? It is, it is. Because then we can, because my, my whole game here with Amber is to build like a really lean team, lean product, automate as many of the functions as possible so people can sort of automate their, um, so initially automate their path into Bitcoin. Um, and then as they, as they enter their path into Bitcoin, automate their ability to become self-sovereign. So it's sort of, you know, they get in the system and, you know, yeah, how do you how do you prioritize that feature set? Like, well, it's um right now. So th- so the next big feature release is going to be um an update to our order execution engine. So the ability to um, place orders instantly. So at the moment we batch orders once a day, and it pisses some people off because when you want to do a one off order, like it doesn't go through till about two o'clock or three o'clock, or whatever it is. So all the purchases <laughs> go through in a batch. Correct. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And it's just the way we've built the product because we built it for recurring first, right. and then one off one-off top-ups were just like a secondary feature um and you know obviously people just want to just buy the dip right because they everyone thinks they know when the dip is like i i tell everyone i'm like it doesn't actually fucking matter because you don't have a crystal ball so whether you buy the shit at two o'clock on the day or at 10 a.m like when you think the dip is on you, you actually don't fucking know so half the time one o'clock will have actually been a better time to buy yeah, and that delay can work out in your favor. Correct. As well and the, as it can and work the amount against, of times yeah. it has, it's not even funny. Like the amount of times I've gone, like we've gone to run out our batch, and the, the batches run like literally at a fucking like one of those wick down candles, and then all of a sudden people are cheering because ah, oh, you know, I'm stacking sats, and then sometimes right. it's it's done it, and the wick's been the opposite way, and they're like ah, oh, you know, you, you bought at the wrong time. It's like fucking just shut up and just stack. That's it. Like it's. So you're trying to fix that that small. Correct. So, so that that'll Good make point. yeah that'll make the ability for people to buy instantly, um, sell instantly should they want to. We we still don't prioritize the sell feature. So um so you know the the app is really heavy heavily built around just buying and stacking and withdrawing some Bitcoin. Um, selling on Amber is actually pretty hard. So um. Good, good. Yeah. Way to keep that sell pressure yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, you just let them in the door and then you close yeah. it behind. Yeah, exactly. Basically, so it's like by the way. <laughs> but you you, you do have a sell feature. You have to so like it's really fucking manual. Uh, it's really manual. How do you? Um, how is the? How do you? How is the? Uh, how is Bitcoin in Australia doing right now? Is it becoming more popular? Look, because um, that's that's been the interesting thing in the news this week in particular. Is uh, and I've wrote, written about it twice now, two days in a row. Friday and today is the rogue nations turning to Bitcoin. Like we mm-hmm. just found out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, it's funny. The rogue nations are turning to Bitcoin. Um, whilst the the developed nations are turning to, um, th- I saw a tweet today something about now 
they're passing a law that any police officer can apparently just ask you for any password. Not just at the We're fucking airport. Yeah, apparently just on the street, they'll walk up to you and ask you for your pass- password. And if you don't, it's a $50,000 fine. In Australia? Apparently something like that's fucking getting passed. I just saw the tweet this morning. I sent it to a friend of mine who works in government. I'm like, is this fucking shit true? Because I swear to God, I'm going to pack my bags and get the fuck out of there. Well, well I know it's... it's, it's I don't, I don't know about the password here, but like here we have civil asset forfeiture where like a cop can just walk up to you and take your cash without any... No like, warrant, no... No warrant, no nothing. No, just the suspicion that you're doing something bad with it. They can't yeah. get the password though. The password's protected. Yeah, and in the Apple, the Apple case when the CIA was trying to get Apple mm. to to brute force, I think it was one of like... Uh, I think it's the shooters. FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They can't legally get the password. Yeah. Is, that's protected one under one of your amendments, right? Right. Yeah. But the first amendment. I know in Britain. I know in if the like if you're amendment. crossing the border, and you're going to England, you have to if they ask you to decrypt a drive and you don't decrypt it for them, like you don't give them the password, then that's a crime. Because they got, uh, Glenn Greenwald, his partner was traveling with a bunch of drives i remember yeah they held, they held, they them held for like him 10 for hours 12 something hours like 16 hours yeah. um yeah but he 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 never gave it up though they just made and then they not, charged they him with a crime him, right the, i think they just let him not enter the yeah. country and turn him around i think it's a crime though you have to basically give them the password yeah well the uk is becoming more and more orwellian Dude, well, which is pretty ironic man it is and and they're almost proud of it i was there the other week and they've got these posters in the um in the tube in 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 their subway right and it's it's got like it's a poster with with a train, and then there's these eyes in the sky, and it's you know it's like, you know, we're watching you for your safety, and I'm like, fucking hell, like that that's like literally v-, like, v for vendetta. Well, they think that's good marketing. Too. It exists here on the subway, like if you see something, say something. They, yeah, if, they've. Uh, but that's not as blatant. Like I, I get that one. If you see something, say something. Yeah, I was talking to Matt about it. Um, Yesterday, I was like, if you see something, say something, and there's like a picture of a cop with a fucking AK-47 or something, or some assault right? rifle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, like in, in the, like, th- th- this, it feels a little more police statey here, whereas in, in the UK, it feels more surveillance statey. Like, it's, um, they're both fucked up, but. Uh, oppression, uh, the, obs- the obscurity of the digital world in, yeah. in London. Yeah. Well, it's an important topic that you want to touch on today too, is the separation mm-hmm. of money and state. It's mm-hmm. important. Uh, we're finding that the uh, I don't want to say the the partnership of the state and big tech mm-hmm. is leading to these surveillance like states. Correct. Well, this this was the original argument of the cypherpunks, and and I right. can't remember if I was talk. I can't remember who I was talking to about this. Um, could have been on Palm's podcast, but you know, B- Bitcoin wasn't something that just popped up in two thousand eight, right? It's 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 been the the dream for the last 30 years since the cypherpunk manifesto, which is the world's digitizing, you know, we're becoming, you know, everything's becoming electronic and, you know, the, the right to privacy, the right to free speech, the right to all of that is like, is, you know, the, the sanctity of that is linked to the sanctity of our liberty and our freedoms. Um, and if, if we don't, um, find a way to maintain that privacy we lo- effectively give away our freedoms and our liberties in the digital in the digital world and you know so obviously first the first step for them was to come up with strong encryption to enable private communication you know and, and we sort of got that um and then the, the holy grail was always private uncensorable money and the, the ability to transact electronically without being censored um you know and and, and like they, they predicted it so well um because that's exactly the convergence that's happening now like it's literally the convergence, and, and um, I was talking with Adam Meister um, a few months ago, and sort of saying that like th- the way the world's probably trending is like to you know four big factions, which will be um, you know Fedcoin faction, you know run by NSA or the US, um, and you know the the China coin faction. Um, then you you'll have probably Libra corporate coin, and then there'll be like pockets of citadels that are um you know that the, they got their own shit coins Nah, no nah, it'll be all bitcoiners because all of those guys will be gone man those guys will go back to libra because they'll be like fuck this shit coin it's you think worth libra's, nothing libra's not gonna launch though you just mean in general like a corporate coin right? yeah i think corporate coin yeah exactly right. so so whether it's libra or whether it's something else i think you know if if those guys have done anything with the announcement of libra is that um it's 
that they've actually, and this comes back to separation of money and state, they've, um, you know, I, I know one of the longest standing arguments against Bitcoin from no coiners has always been, oh, but how can a non-government entity issue a, a money? But then when Libra came out, they're like, oh, well, yeah, th- like it just, it almost pierced that veil yeah, for them. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, that's something that we've talked a lot about is like, it was pretty crazy to me at least how uh, vehemently uh, politicians and, and corporate media in particular sort of flashed out of Facebook after Libra and they've been discounting Bitcoin to a point, which was very interesting, just like an interesting tell from that class. But like going back to like that four pillar or those four categories, like I think you're right and to some extent at least because the IMF came out with a blog a week ago or two weeks ago, I believe, where they basically ap- capitulated and said like there will have to be a central bank issued mm-hmm. digital mm-hmm. currencies, stable coins, if you yep. will. Um, we should be the ones controlling this, not Facebook. Yep. And so then your, your throwaway trope that Bitcoin can't work, so we have to do it. Yep. But they're thinking about it and they're starting to posture. It's crazy that they're capitulating on it um, so quickly, but it, we will see these these verticals uh, sort of build themselves out. But I don't know. I don't. The Citadel world, as we as a, as it's like a huge joke and everybody likes to joke about it. I don't want to sit it. It's future. not a joke. It's 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 a <laughs> lifestyle, bro. I don't want to live that lifestyle. I'd like, I, we're gonna have no choice. That's gonna be the life you're gonna see. We're gonna I don't be know. taking airships kinda between Matt, our yeah. citadels. But again, uh, economic reality comes into play. Like, what are what are the what are the alternatives, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, well, he, here's the thing: we we've never really been able to have a society that's fundamentally free. Me and Matt were talking about this before the call. We were just saying, um, you know, the, the Constitution of the United States was like a profound document that, um, you know, with with the amendments and everything, that you know helped set the basis for a you know a free society. And it's it's why you know traditionally America was you know the the greatest you know nation in the world. Um, I don't know what is now, but anyway. Um, the the problem, um, the problem we've had. So, so again, that that's just managed to concentrate itself just through politics and through the fact that money and state are both linked, right? Um, what we've never had is the ability to build a society around a money that is fundamentally free and owned by the constituents of the society. And that's what Bitcoin gives us. So, so for the first time in history, we actually have an opportunity to, to build our own, you know, society, collective, group, citadel, whatever the fuck we're going to call it, and have an economic system citadel. That, that it... Cool. So let's call it Citadel. <laughs> that, that has an economic system via which it functions so that it can actually sustain itself. Because, and it cannot be sanctioned, it cannot be turned off, it cannot be censored. So, so all of those things um, actually exist. So we could fundamentally be self-sufficient on a Bitcoin system, but I just don't think it's going to, um, I don't think it's going to happen cleanly because, I mean, Bitcoin's barely... I mean, it's eight grand now. You know, it's, it's barely ten grand. It's barely even scratched the surface as a twelve thousand sats per dollar. Twelve thousand sats per dollar. It's barely scratched the surface, and you've already we're already seeing, you know, countries like you know saying like what you just said about the IMF. We're seeing, um, you know, Australia like you know pass more draconian measures. Every single government is passing for more and more draconian measures because they 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 can feel the um the control slipping well, and their, their reaction is to grip tighter. Well, that's from like the top of the, the world economy or right? the top world economies are trying to grip tighter. But then yeah. again, you have like Venezuela buying yeah. goods from Russia and China using Bitcoin, Belarus, their dictator slash president coming out. And I don't, I don't know how serious he was like that. Clip it seemed that was like it was kind of a joke. He right? looked like he was joking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it, it looked like it was a joke, but even so like the, the notion of experimenting with Bitcoin mining is like, it's a joke now. He's laughing now, but maybe he just threw it out there. Like, what do you guys think about this? Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. They actually are. They are experimenting with it, but he was also making fun of the fact that they were. Yeah. Like some company or whatever is mining Bitcoin with the nuclear power. Yeah. Well, the president of Belarus is talking about Bitcoin. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. Ukraine, again, this is not anything necessarily bullish from them because they, they just want to tax it but they're making it legal it seems so portugal that portugal's made it so like all these germany upstart economies germany 
Germany also has a very beneficial tax structure. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you hodl for more than like a year, then you're... Yeah, you're then there's good. no capital gains. That's huge. Yeah. No capital gains at all? For over a year, I'm pretty sure. Or is it just discounted capital gains? I think it's none. The point I'm trying to make, though, is yeah. like... As some of the top countries and economies like try to tighten the grip, like maybe, and so that's the other thing like it may, makes me think citadels may not be the fu- like uh, the thing of the future because what if just like all these upstart economies take advantage of it and like mm-hmm. help it get to a place where well, that'd be like the Belarus citadel. Yeah, correct. I was about to say <laughs> they're just the biggest citadel. Yeah. I mean, well, what if what if it's, <laughs> what if it gets citadel- to a point where economic t- activity is so so large? That it would be again the game theory comes in. That if you don't participate in the network, you're I, doing your citizens. I think if you expect smaller government, like the result will be like many smaller yes. governments. Yes. Right. Yes. So each smaller government is, is essentially a citadel, a citadel yeah. because yes. they need to defend themselves yep. from everyone else. Yep. I agree. And, and, and the way citadels. I agree exactly. with the breaking up of nations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Small nations. And they're going to turn into citadels. <laughs> Correct. Well, so if we're going to use that definition of citadel, that's exactly where I think it's going. So you're going to have this homogenous blob called China. You're going to have this homogenous blob, which is sort of like the IMF or FedCoin, something like that. And you'll have these nation states or citadels hanging around that are all operating on Bitcoin. And guess what? They'll be able to trade with each other outside of influence so of the, the other two. Who the hell is using the corporate coin? That, well, that's, I mean, all the sheep, basically. So, so but aren't I, I, they using Fed coin and China coin? Potentially, but maybe corporate coin is going to just offer some other services that Fed coin and China coin don't offer. I don't know. I think, I think the corporate coin future just highly discounts public opinion about corporations and their ability to, uh, to safeguard this data and these systems. Uh, like Kanye is coming out with his new album, apparently. He, uh, he, he calls... LA, he says that LA is run by Satan and he's like trying to convince everybody to delete <laughs> Facebook and Instagram in his new album. I don't know how many people Does follow Does he mention up on Bitcoin that. at all? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, so for the corporate coins, for their long term viability, like, I think you have to, uh, you have to factor in some sort of uh, public opinion deterioration over yeah. the medium to long term i believe you, could you, you it'd be like you'd it'd be the only way to shop at the company store right it's like the same thing as like old time company script where like they would pay their employees and the employees would have it, to it shop won't at be the company only that. store it'll be fucking it's very easy for a um i think it's much easier for a company like facebook to out innovate and out maneuver a fed coin or a china coin um, because point. they'll be able to give like okay shop at this store get two percent cash back like all of that sort of like stuff. Like Amazon maybe do, exactly yeah. So it'll it'll Facebook, either Facebook. I don't know. It seems like a- Amazon has an advantage through the shopping, but also Facebook has an advantage through its reach um, and it, its captive audience. So so maybe Zuck and Bezos will do a deal. I don't know, but like at the end of the day, I, I just feel like they've got a competitive advantage through um through innovation the others the china coin and the fed coin will have an advantage through complacency and through some you know fucking thread of trust in the state and they'll force it and and the forcing exactly exactly so um you know but 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 i feel like there will be some form of backdoor deal where um you know whether fed coin or something like that you know is one of the basket currencies inside the corporate coin, you know, that it's backed by or something like that so that they've got their fingers like the, the, it'll, there will have to be a deal like that in order for corporate coin to proliferate or to be allowed to proliferate. Well, again, let's talk about like black swan public opinions. Like we're talking about like the importance of the separation of money and state. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the founding pillars of America is a separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. I think for modern day republics or democracies whatever you want to call what we have here in america that that was a big uh that was a big precedent that was set and it's sort of uh expected that going forward like hey that's a human right the separation of church and mm-hmm, state mm-hmm. and maybe again like if we are successful in convincing others uh that separation of money and state is just as advantageous maybe you have people starting to question like oh why does the central bank own this and it should be separated. Why does Facebook run this? It should be separated. It should be apolitical. Dude, so the separation of church and state allowed science to proliferate, right? And that changed the world completely. So <clears throat> the way 
when, when I look at the separation of money and state and the reason why I think it'll be such a profound change as well, it's not because we're going to just, you know, allow some new things to proliferate. But what separation of church, uh, sorry, of money and state does is, um, is it resets the baseline incentives of a society. So, so the incentives in, in a society where money and state are linked um, and they're one is... I guess if we first start off as the definition, if we if we start off as defining money as the ultimate resource in society, it's the resource through which we measure goods, production, value, work, effort, time. Like we measure everything in this unit called money. That unit is supposed to map directly to those things. You shouldn't be able to just produce more of the fucking unit just because you feel like it, right? Um, or you know adjust it or or dictate who fucking gets it in your little you know circle of um, of you know cronies. So what happens in a in a in a model or a system that is uh, where where money and state are one or, or linked as they are now is the incentive moves away from producing, adding value, creating, and all of that. The incentive moves to how do you gain hold of this resource through rent seeking through building regulation through having friends in high places like it's it's all of the fucking wrong incentives mm -hmm. so when you separate those two and this is sort of what i say to people you know why i think a bitcoin world is so much more powerful it's that the only way in a bitcoin denominated world for you to earn or acquire more of the most important resource which is money is to produce more to add more value, to do more work. That is fucking it. Or to steal. But if you've got strong property rights in that environment, when you steal, you might get away with it once, twice, and then you get fucking shot or something. So <laughs> it's um like... That turned. Oh, yeah? I said that turned real quick. <laughs> but um, but that... So, so the incentive then moves towards production, which is literally... Produce. Produce something valuable for the that's world. That's it. That's it. And, and produce first, consume later. It's... um. So, so for me, that like... Bitcoin's innovation, Bitcoin's most profound innovation is that, is that this idea that it, you know, we've, for the first time in history, we've managed to take fixed things, which is like time and energy, which, you know, through time and energy, we derive work and all of that sort of stuff. We're now able to map uh, money also as a fixed constant back to those. Without trust. Without fucking trust. Provably exactly. fair work. Correct. Without someone being able to tamper with that shit because there is no money in state as one, then we can build functional states because money is its own sovereign thing. Right. No, I mean, we shall you're, call you're, them you're preaching to the choir here. And actually, while you're saying that, like, I was actually wondering, do you think, like, the U.S. government and academics and modern day economists would try to argue that money and state is already separated because the federal reserve is supposed to be a private entity that is not uh not associated with the government that's what i was gonna say that's a good right that's a good uh, like would they argue that already like yeah they, they would and that's why that's why i changed my thing before i said they were linked because <laughs> 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 i mean fu fundamentally they are but it's know. not no, no, actually they, they separate. are they are i know that's just right no, i mean you have trump tweeting at powder yeah lower it, interest rates and it like maybe that. was separate in the beginning right and it just it had the guys of yeah yeah but exactly. it was still like an inside group well yeah. connected inside and group treasury issuance is a is a big uh, part exactly. of money creation today so correct they're part of and part of that loop correct no, no matter how no matter how many constitutions or amendments or shit we sort of end up building the thing is it'll always concentrate back to a few cronies or a few people like and that that's why bitcoin is just so profound because bitcoin is just owned by everyone at different every layer of the stack and it's just so much harder to concentrate bitcoin like i mean we we can't fucking agree on anything <laughs> so like it's you know it's, like it's hard to change by design exactly and that it's ossification hard to it. exactly that ossification is so important and this is where i think all the meth heads and everyone else sort of get it wrong am i allowed to say meth heads maybe I'll you call can say meth heads, heads. Okay. it might be the first therians is the uh been said on this is podcast. the um is the uh politically correct term no oh, I, and i guess okay. eth heads right in between is like a little bit better right yeah it's <laughs> a little like hey i'm not gonna go full full meth heads. full meth head but we already have gone full meth head, so... So continue. Sorry, it's too late. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. What was I saying about them? That, oh, yeah, that's what. They, well, that's where they get it wrong, is they, they take a, a, technologist, a technologist's viewpoint of this space, and it's about moving things, uh, changing things, upgrading things, and doing all like, that, whereas this is not about that. It's about 
incorruptibility. Once you have the ability for someone to control something, yep. humans will naturally corrupt it. So the best situation to protect people's rights is if just no one has control over the system. Correct. I actually came up with a term a little while ago, and I don't know if it was me or if I'd actually heard it somewhere, I don't know, but it's called prospering of the commons, which is supposed to be the opposite to tragedy of the commons, surprise, surprise, Um, which is anything that we've had throughout history that's been a commons, we've fundamentally created a tragedy out of it. And through, you know, the desire to survive, you know, the desire to continue on and all that sort of stuff and, and our own selfish biases, which, you know, people think selfishness is a bad thing. I actually think selfishness is a fucking fundamentally good thing. But unbounded selfishness um, is where we get ourselves into trouble. Um, I think you have to uh, separate selfishness and hedonism, right? Um, you have to, like, assume selfishness. Yeah. But I don't know if it's a good thing. Well, it's well, no. It it's is. good to be selfish. It is. It is. You try to better if, yourself. Exactly. I mean, if you don't look after is yourself good first, is what I say. So again, I that's why I think it's important to like, separate selfishness from hedonism. hedonism. Yeah, yeah. Where like, hedonism is like, yes, you're selfish, but to a yep. gluttonous level. Yep. Almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a really good distinction. Self-interest is maybe a better word, right? Well, it's. I mean, that's maybe the more politically correct version of selfishness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um. But 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 it, look, it's it's fundamentally important. Like everything down to our genetic, like to, to our biology, is selfish. It's about self-preservation and, and and survival and you know continuation. And you know, I'm going in random tangents here, but you know, Bitcoin takes that element of us and somehow transforms it into this prospering of the commons, where. Mm-hmm. The, the the thing that we collectively own yeah, the gets assur- stronger. The assurances provided by the network that everybody has access to Correct. are made better off by the stronger network effect that you're re- uh, referencing right now. Correct. And it's, again, it's like a self-fulfilling yep. feedback loop that yep. Yep. makes everybody prosper at yep. the end of the day. Yep. And we've never had that before. Like uh, I, some dude uh, tweeted me the other day. He's like, oh, that prospering of the commons thing that you mentioned. Somebody's like, you know, ha- have you ever seen that in anything else? I don't think I have. I mean, pretty much everything's tragedy of the commons. Yeah, every, I've actually been saying reverse tragedy of the commons. Okay, that's way better. What prosper? Better, better, better image there. Yeah. But yeah. like, well, is it too, like? Well, let's use heuristics here. Like, if it sounds too good to be true, is it too good to be true? Well, is it could do good look, too good to be true to believe that uh, it is a prospering and this won't turn out to be a tragedy of the commons? Well, maybe, maybe you know, other th- like, I feel like prospering of the commons, the internet is a prospering of the commons. Like, is anybody having access to information? It's about incentives, right? Mm. So, like, when mm. you use the internet, like, we are continuing to bloat it and centralize it more, right? Yeah. So, so Bitcoin almost had a... There was a path there where we could have had a lot of different elements that were a tragedy of the commons, right? Like, you raise the block size indefinitely, like, that's a tragedy of the commons because people's nodes costs are going up. Yep. Um, and everyone's incentivized to use as much fucking non-chain data as possible because it costs them nothing. Um, so you need the incentives to be Bitcoin's incentives are aligned properly to to make that, you know, prospering of the uh, of the commons happen. Correct. And but to continue could, as well. They could be fucked up. But because Bitcoin's so hard to change, that's becoming more and more unlikely. Well, it's, right? it's not only because it's so hard to change, but because the um, the mechanism works so well, because the. Um, the incentive for self-preservation is first and foremost in Bitcoin. We all stood up to changing the fucking block size. Why? Because we're fucking greedy. Inherently. <laughs> I don't want right. my bags to go down. I don't want my bags to be run by Roger. I don't so want like, my bandwidth it, cost to go up. Exactly. Well, so, so literally, like, what happened with that fork was like Bitcoin functioning exactly as it should. Like its immune system kicked out the shit. And, and exactly. tying this back to the uh, other projects, not um, uh, performance tuning for this uh, for this trade off in particular. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we just saw last week, like the Ethereum miners just raised the gas limit out of nowhere. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. You know, everyone's node so now everybody's node yeah, can hold right more up. data. So running a node, an Ethereum node, just got more expensive. Please, stacking Gwei, man, just got a bit harder. All because, all because that uh, Ponzi scheme DAP was using too much gas. Fairwind fees are going up. Yeah, Fairwind. Fairwind. Man, it's it's all about that Gwei. It's all, all about, about that Gwei. Gwei. Stop trying to meme for them. Yeah. That is the worst meme, man. I, I can't <laughs> believe that guy actually rolled that one out. I was like, really, dude? You and then some Bitcoiner was like, what did he say? He, he he gave him a better line. It was something like, 
there was some alliteration in it. There was a G. What, what's oh. gaining? Gway. Gaining gray. I don't know. Right. That, that sounds like you're getting fat. <laughs> can we just go back? Can I like loop us all the way back to corporate coin? Yep. And bring it back to corporate coin. I, I don't. Why is anyone using corporate coin? Exactly. That's my sense. whole point. Like, why would you want to? Why, it's again, it's a barter. It's the whole reason the token economy doesn't work out at the end of the day. Because uh, you have Bitcoin that you go to the bodega and that you spend and you use hypothetically in the future. You don't then want to go online at the buy Libra and then shop online. It's with definitely it. not going to be Libra. So I don't like. I'm, using I'm, we're using a, Libra as an example. Yeah. But like, uh, I, I think corporate coin will function if it's got enough critical mass. But I feel like if corporate coin does exist, it'll because it'll be because Fed coin and corporate coin are the same coin. You know, it'll be like that, this or kind there'll be a backdoor deal where corporate coin is made but up. Then of why Fed do you coin. have Fed coin? Um, no, they compete with each other the way Libra, or unless there's a corporate coin that does not do what Libra's doing, which is try to make a basket of currencies to create a stable coin. I think some of the citadels will be controlled by major multinational (laughs) corporations. Well, there won't be nations, multi-citadel corporations, right? So those guys might have their own Fed coin. Yeah. And is that a corporate coin or is that a Fed coin? And uh, I don't know, maybe like looking at it the wrong way. Maybe we'll have like nation states that are corporations. Like that's where I always fall back on. I see like a free banking system the the like that proliferated in canada uh, happening like the bitcoin banks situation that hal realized you will have uh, maybe it is a is it a corporate coin though or but, is it but like that's not a coin so, so that's so the, the way i envision the future of banks is going off on this tangent now is that banks are going to become more access points than the providers of the functionality and what i mean there is banks have traditionally provided the function of store send receive that is literally what they do and then they builds products and services around the ability to store send and receive money now what we've done with bitcoin is we've actually pushed the store send receive function down to the protocol layer so the banks or the future financial institution will just be an access point that sits on top of that protocol which provides value-added services and products on top of that core function of store send receive i really like that uh simplification of store send receive it's literally what it does like um i wrote that in the bitcoin times um and um so so i think the bitcoin banks or the banks of the future will exist and and it and the the barrier to open a bank um is going to completely um disappear so right now in order to open a bank i was hanging out with um a friend in um latvia the other week that i told you about um and turns out um her dad was um when the USSR came down, he opened one of the first banks in Latvia. And in order to do that, he, you know, he had to do a big deal with the um, with the Central Bank of Latvia and all this sort of like all this sort of stuff, right? To to, to be able to run a financial institution. Um, in the future, like we have, and I uh, coined this yesterday, the Central Bank of the Internet, <laughs> which is Bitcoin. And guess what? To for you to do a deal with the Central Bank of the Internet, you just need an internet connection, and you can literally set up your own bank with your own products and services. So what, like, I mean, Amber is a fucking bank. Zap is a bank. Like all of these apps that are coming out, we're all functionally banks, but the future definition of what a bank is, which is an access point that provides people a way to um, engage, use, and um, work with this protocol that offers... The final the, settlement layer. Correct, and which offers the three features. Send, store, receive. The future Overton window, the Bitcoin blockchain. It closes every 10 minutes. But then wouldn't you just use Bitcoin? Correct. This is all Bitcoin. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. What I'm, yeah. This is the point so, I've been so, trying to make. Yeah. So, 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 so my, my whole argument about I like... I have been trying to make the point too. My, my, okay, okay. Let's come back to corporate coin. So my whole point about Fed coin, China coin, corporate coin, and Bitcoin is that th- these guys aren't going to give up without a fight. That's the thing. So they're going to try and build their own digital fucking US dollar coin. The, the corporate coins yeah, are going to... what year are we in? I don't know, man. I'm like, it, like, give me a decade. I, you know, this is probably going to be over a couple decades. But right, right. like, if it's still up, like twenty thirty or twenty forty or something, but like, it'll all end up converging to Bitcoin anyway. Because the problem is, all of these other systems in vain are going to try and compete with Bitcoin, whilst people are looking in to these citadels and saying, "Hey, all the smart people are over there. Let's fucking go there." There'll be a brain suck out of these other systems. Now, you know. Th- Corporate coin will try and compete with Fed coin. They might be the same coin. 
They could be, but I, the reason I don't think they'll be exactly the same coin is corporate coin will try and optimize for innovations that Fedcoin won't be willing to do. But if and you, like the paper that the IMF wrote that I, or the blog post, whatever, I think it was a blog post that I alluded to earlier, like that's how the IMF was pitching central bank coin was, hey, who are tech startups to create these baskets of stabilized uh stabilized assets like we should be doing that like that's our expertise i mean of course they're going to say that because now you know libra's encroaching on their turf right they're, they're going to yeah, be the like product is you. essentially the same i mean I, I would argue that they're they're both uh equally incompetent and like not able to to i, I would say perform the task at hand I would say the team at Facebook and like all of those tech companies is far more technically proficient and competent than a bunch of bureaucrats. They're more design competent. Um, but the bureaucrats can just tell them they can't do it. Well, they, which they is will. what's happening right now. Correct. But what they'll do is they'll do a backdoor deal and they'll say, look, we'll use your thing. We'll bring liquidity to you because we've got between us three billion users across the planet. We'll be able to activate yeah, and this. And it'll be the same coin. That's my point. Maybe, okay, fine. It'll be like what is it? Yeah, USD coin powered by Facebook and this consortium of forty tech companies or something. Possibly, I I feel like it'll still be a little bit more of a middle ground because these, basically, the bargaining chip that corporate coin has on US and Fed coin is that hey, um, we got access to way more jurisdiction than you do, so you know we're not going to completely um, be you know yours you know, maybe we'll hold 20, 30%, 40% or whatever. So, so I think that there's a few more bargaining chips there on both sides. So I just feel like that there won't be, um, it won't be all US and it won't be all um, corporate coin. I think they've each got their... Um, yeah, there will be that awkward period where they try to make it happen and force it on people. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, like I said, I think, uh, I think discounting future disillusionment of these... Uh, of these um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not corporates. structures, corporates, but of these, yeah, of these entities, whether it be a government or or corporation, um, it could be a black swan. Especially if we turn into like another financial crisis, like mm. for the second time in a, in eleven years, twelve years, uh, public sentiment. If we have like an Occupy Wall Street, like uh, I don't know if it's going to be an Occupy Wall Street this time. I feel like no. Well, we have Bitcoin's yeah. the more actionable occupy wall street but if you have yeah. sentiment return yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. um i don't know i think uh i could be again i have i could be naive like maybe the same shit just keeps happening people don't care i i feel like i mean maybe i'm just more tainted but you know i know i feel like we just keep doing the same shit over and over again but um i might just say one thing for the record here whilst i am advocating for the likelihood of corporate coin i'm not for corporate coin <laughs> before i get trolled on fucking twitter i i my my whole interpretation of this is that this is going to be the futile attempt of all of these guys along yes. the journey of hyper victimization um, for this to happen because the first things that are going to fall over are going to be the weak uh, government currencies that are already shit. People are going to run the fuck out of those for a s stabler, more trusted, larger, more liquid um, government-backed coin or corporate coin. Well, they, I mean, and we're seeing that they maybe even be forced into Bitcoin, like it was the case with Venezuela. They literally yeah. have no other option. They cannot use SWIFT. They cannot use the banking. Mm -hmm. So they're being forced, one of the weakest currencies in the world, forced into Bitcoin um, at the government level. I mean, if we like follow, if we follow like the Citadel logic, then there the could be. The need to be killed. <laughs> I think it'd be less likely that there'd be like a single corporate coin than there'd be like many shit coins. Of the, the like, I could see like certain citadels like they only pay their all their citizens slash like workers in. Shitcoin. In That's Tungsten, like free floated the Bitcoin, of the digital world. You know? Yeah, potentially, but I, I I feel like um those um those smaller ones that are running off their own shitcoin will just fall over in the same way as a Zimbabwe would fall over because there'll be weak citadels, weak states with yeah. weak money. So so they won't be able to subsist. The only guys will be able to subsist are the ones that are large enough to have some form of critical mass to keep the thing fucking rolling long enough before it decays from within. So that's why the reason I think Libra has an edge or that consortium has an edge is because they've got access to two and a half billion people. I just see that's, like, I think it's the volume that counts here. We see like states 
and corporations getting closer and closer together like our government is like completely bought out right now by like corporations because um, they've made they made buying them completely legal uh, and I see that merger happening more and more and I think if we go to smaller states kind of what's gonna happen is we're gonna have like corporate nation state hybrids right like isn't that do you guys I don't know think that I, I like to romantically believe in the uh the return to more localized things like local butcher shops and like that's like in more local goods being delivered to you. Obviously you're connected to for, to get uh, raw goods from the outside world. You can get them shipped in, but you have people within your quote unquote citadel. If that's what it turns well, into. T- Technology is allowing for no that, quotes right? needed. And like, do, do you have large corporations in these small nation states? Like, do you, like, no, like I couldn't you see Google controlling, you know, like a large portion of an area and, and it's like the, it's like the Google, the state of Google, Google Dell. And then like they Google. all, everyone who lives there, like works for Google and, I mean, that's basically the, that's what Google basically is already. I know, but I'm saying in that Citadel world, you could see that like they like different major corporations carving out certain areas. Yeah, I mean, well, again, like maybe Google's already trying to do that. I mean, Apple as well with their like spaceship headquarters as well. Um, <laughs> but it takes off. But yeah, but then that that's, begs that's the question. The plan. That begs <laughs> the we'll question. Mars. Is like, okay, is that guys. is that too much of a monoculture for a citadel? Right, you have one corporation running it. Like, are the options on the market going to be such where it's like, why would I go to the citadel made by Google under their you get control? Education, nice housing, yeah. good food. You live. In you get s- paid in Google shitcoin. Yeah, interesting. Kind of makes sense. Maybe to like. What you if, need. You need. What if cr- the options to like not live in a corporate citadel are so good that it's like. It just becomes unpalatable to everyone. Well, that, that and but see, that's why because Bitcoin exists, that option will now exist, right? Because yes. so, like, prior to Bitcoin, if let's say Google decided to just roll out this little citadel of their own, the U.S. government will come down and just stamp it out, right? Um, you, none of these guys can come and stamp out a Bitcoin-denominated um, thing. Now. I think, you know, what you're talking just then about um, having, you know, the little, the Googleplex with their own, you know, shitcoin and everything like that. The nation of Google. Yeah, the nation of Google. Google Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Pump Nation. There's some <laughs> scary motherfuckers over there. Google Nation. Um, there's, um, I, I actually think that the benefit in um, in these corporate coins actually lies in the ability to, to economically link up uh, places that are far and wide, that, that are dispersed. Because um, you... It, it fundamentally gives you reach. Like one of the big difficulties right now for um, for people living in, you know, jurisdictions that are far and wide. Like, I mean, South America is like, a, I, I think if, if I was if I was the Libra guys, the first place I'd be going is fucking South America because you've got a huge concentration of users across all your platforms on there. Um, and you can literally, like you've got currencies across every single nation in South America pretty, falling apart. Pretty tech savvy populations. Yep. WhatsApp's yep. huge. Yeah, especially WhatsApp. WhatsApp is the big Correct. one. So, so, so that would be a way for them to... But they should. what they should have done, really, I mean, I hope no one from their team is listening to this podcast. Yeah, so they don't We're do giving it. them all the ideas. But I think they should have just said it's going to be a U.S. dollar stable coin. We're just going to, however many we have of them, it's going to be worth one dollar. We have yeah, them in the bank. Yeah, but they want to be then, bigger than the U.S. No, no. But the thing is, you could then pivot later. You could just be like, oh, now we've added just euros. Pull the Binance. You know, now we've added this to the basket. Now we've added that. And at that point, you're already moving. You already have users and stuff. The U.S. government's way less likely to stop you than when you're like nine months out from launch. Yeah, and I And you're agree. like, we're yeah. going to be a central bank. Yeah, possibly, possibly. So, so maybe, maybe their strategy all along was, you know, start the negotiation up here, agree here, and then draw them back up. No, they. I don't think. I think they just first impressions. Uh, I think Zuck just got like first impression was, hey, we're coming to take your lunch. That's why, like again, like, it was so crazy to see how viscerally and quickly uh, the U.S. government, like Maxine Waters, called like a, an emergency house meeting about it, didn't she? Yeah, and they actually all showed up, which is rare. <laughs> right? um, Someone's gonna take our lunch. Fucking okay, okay, I'm getting. Out I of think bed for Zuck this one. just, you know, Zuck has extraordinary control over that company still and i think he just like got it in his head that he wanted to do this and he did he wanted to do it big because he does everything big and and he just went for it 
Senate, that creep, creeper. That dude's just so creepy. Who? Zuck. Zuck. Like, just the way he speaks. Yeah, I mean, you're just not made for a camera. Meats. <laughs> We're smoking meats. We got our smoked meats. That's one of my favorite videos on the internet. It's so weird. It's so weird. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen no. it? Yeah, one time I think Zuck, like, live-streamed an eight-hour uh, barbecue where he smoked some meats, and he said... We're smoking meats, I think, like 2,000 times throughout the day. <laughs> really? It was so awkward. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Zuck, if you're listening, you should have thought, thought of Libra coin uh, in a better way. You should have uh, launched as a stable coin. No, I really hope they're not listening. I hope they... I think it's just going to crash and burn, and then they'll just back off. Yeah, we'll see. They uh, already have a payment rail. It's just... It's a fully regulated traditional payment rail. It's boring. Right? It's boring. Money, yeah, but like, this is always this is also going to be fully regulated anyway, right? So you just put a USD wallet in every WhatsApp customer thing. Dude, how, how about, about this Facebook? Know, how about this Facebook? Shock the world. Uh, make WhatsApp uh, Zap compatible and just let people have uh, self-sovereign uh, non-custodial wallets within the we, app. That was my my original fear when the Facebook news first came out like a year and a half ago was like, if I was working at Facebook, that's what I would do. Just put a full Bitcoin wallet in every WhatsApp users, mm -hmm. uh, uh, app. Mm -hmm. But the scary part of that is they would quickly become yep. the number one Bitcoin wallet. Yeah. yeah, yeah Everyone'd yeah. be using their fucking nodes and then we're screwed. and they would be able to chain analysis. All of us, because they have like intimate knowledge about every single person on the but platform. Like, let's just imagine a world in which, we designed this uh, Bitcoin compatible uh, message app product from scratch and it, and it works in a perfect world, right? Like you, you basically just allow people to create invoices and send invoices in the app. And then on the back end, they just hook up their Zap wallet, which is connected to their own node, to their own wallets. And Facebook doesn't know anything except that an invoice has been created and sent. Maybe it doesn't even know how much it was created for or whatever. So we're still using WhatsApp in this situation. Still using WhatsApp. And like a plug-in. Yeah. But um, the payment gets paid in a self-sovereign, Can't you just copy way. a Bitcoin address like into WhatsApp, mm, send it to mm. someone, and then... Something like that. Have yeah. them... Well, but like I've been doing that forever. Like <laughs> one of my favorite uh, ways to like shill Bitcoin to people is when I first saw them as a transaction, I don't do the QR code. Even if they're standing next to me, I have them text me their address because I feel like once you can grasp that you just have to send text and you can send it through any kind of medium and you can send payment based off that, that's like crazy. It's right. absolutely crazy. QR code is less crazy. Yeah. And, but you think it's, it's, I mean, it's not possible to implement. Like it's possible now. They're obviously not going that way. But Facebook, again, if you're listening, I know you are, Zuck. If you want to shock the world... <laughs> Just make it a Zap compatible, you know. Just make a make it so your WhatsApp users can can transact and send and receive uh, Bitcoin in a non-custodial fashion within the app. They'd make a ton of money off of it too, because they could just ch sell all that fucking chain data, just all the user information off of that. They could sell a ton of it. They'd be the number one chain analysis company. This is yeah. true. Number one wallet, number one chain analysis company. That's some scary shit. They can monetize the fuck out of it. Hmm. Do we want that? No, not at all. Hopefully they're not listening. We'll see. We're, we're just three idiots talking here. We yeah, have no, no idea what we're talking about. This is, uh, this like, is a very uh, heady yeah, we're podcast. We're drunk. Hi. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I, uh, it's I'm a Monday. The only one drinking. It's a Monday at 3 p.m. <laughs> I'm taking it easy. Well, we had a listener send in this bottle. Do yeah. we know which listener? Um, yes, this is a bottle of... Uh, three angels, or excuse me, angels envy. It's angels envy. Angels envy. But is there rye whiskey? From zero knowledge actor. Zero knowledge actor. Yeah. Shout Thank out to you, him. dude. It tastes delicious. I'm consuming it right now. Um, yeah. No, this was a great, just like thought experiment mm. episode. Helped me think out some, some thought experiments on yeah. on the future of because that's actually something that has been a topic of a few of the conversations I've had over the last couple of weeks is what will the transition look like it, it, to hyper-Bitcoinization? Yeah, like, will dude, there be stable yeah. coins? Will hyper-Bitcoinization... I mean, again, will hyper-Bitcoinization happen at all? Is that a foregone conclusion? I have no idea. But you know, if we're assuming that it does, does it happen quicker than we expect? And you're sort of using it as a unit of account quicker than many right now expect? Or is there this transition with these corporate and stable coins? Can you do... 
a distributed stable coin will those proliferate is tether going to win out yeah i th- i think it's I, I don't know about speed but i think it's going to be messier than a lot of us think so i think you know bitcoin will probably reach um an ability to be used as a um maybe as a medium exchange you know in, inside bitcoin's own economic ecosystem and that ecosystem doesn't have to be you know jurisdictionally bound like for the first time we can be local i.e. be inside Bitcoin but be on different sides of the planet and still interact and still exchange and still do things. Um, and and then th- th- this is why I, d- I just don't think the US, China and you know corporate coin are going to you know give up easily and they'll sort of build, try and build their own infrastructure and call it digital and call it better than Bitcoin and do all this sort of stuff. But in the process, we'll just keep building mass over here and there'll just be a brain drain to where you are most rewarded for the work effort and value you put into society and the place where you're going to be most rewarded for that is the place where you cannot be where where the representation of all of your work cannot be debased cannot be censored cannot be confiscated and all that so so it'll just suck the best people it is it almost reminds me of um the 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 ayn rand atlas shrugged and like people just the, the, the smartest people going to gulch gulch and just getting the fuck out of Dodge, really, you know, like, and yeah. watching everything else sort of crumble on itself. Because, like, you know, Bitcoin is like, you know, that peaceful opt out and that opportunity now that we have to really reinvent society and state without any of us having control of the money. And that right there, like, you know, to tie this episode off, then, you know, about separating money and state is in doing so, we're going to build a new version of state. That is so much fucking stronger, and we're gonna call it Citadel. <laughs> Fuck yes, the Citadel. What Citadel? What are you gonna name your Citadel, Matt? Uh, I don't know, but we're definitely gonna name the podcast, rename the podcast "Tales from the Citadels." Tales from the Citadels. <laughs> um, That'll be a great day. Yes. So I was thinking when he was mentioning that there is like an intermediary period in Citadel logic where we'll have smaller Citadels yep. while we're trying yeah, to yeah, wait yeah. out the. Yep craziness that happens yep. and then the whole world will move to like these smaller states that are citadels so it's like citadels within citadels yep, yep 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 do either of you guys have like a romantic holdout for uh, the conditions of our our current condition being that we live with the internet and information can spread almost instantaneously across the world you can get any almost any information to almost half the people on the planet any given like in some way or form, or it'd be via cell phones or direct access to the internet via web browser. Like, do you have hope that uh, the information about Bitcoin being a better monetary system can spread through these avenues uh, in a quick enough fashion and there could be a sort of uh, global consciousness shift in a quicker time frame than, than we would think other, uh, based on looking at history? So going forward because of these technologies and their ability to get information out, do you think that changes our, maybe maybe our expectations of how it plays out in the future are sort of clouded by it, how it's played out so far up to this point? Well, I mean, we saw, I, I think when you have like times of like immense crisis, like people end up moving quicker too. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have the internet spreading all this information and, and planting seeds a lot of, a lot of all over the world is planting seeds. But like when we saw, like when the, when the Greeks had their financial collapse, I remember a couple of years ago, I remember they had like whole areas just switched to the barter system. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just set up markets and they were like doing this informal trade system amongst each other, right? If 10 people in that community have Bitcoin and Bitcoin isn't suffering the same crisis mm-hmm. that everyone else there is suffering, it kind of turns into this self-fulfilling kind of prophecy where those people are seeding a new market in that area that's using Bitcoin as their barter element, right? A universal barter element. Well, that was actually what was very interesting to hear from Mauricio, uh, who was on the podcast last week. He's from Venezuela. If you guys haven't heard that episode, go listen to it. If you want to learn about what's going on on the ground in Venezuela, it's crazy. But he told a story. He told, uh, not a story, but uh, explained how Venezuelans are writing um, uh, seed phrases on pieces of paper crossing the border into Colombia and then immediately going to one of two Bitcoin ATMs like right across the most popular border crossing between Venezuela and Colombia. And he was saying just like optically you have 
50,000 people crossing that border every day by foot and they see like 200 people waiting in line at these ATMs and just like naturally they're like what the hell is going on here and they start asking the people mm-hmm. in line like what are you guys mm-hmm. doing they're like yeah dude we just wrote 12 <laughs> words on this piece of paper we yeah. got our money we're about to get it from this ATM and yeah like that is something that's like whoa yeah there's um I I came up with a model a little while ago and th- th- this is probably a cool little meme to spread is um people get into Bitcoin for two reasons curiosity or pain I literally think it boils down to those two reasons. You're either curious enough to to want to understand money, to understand sovereignty, to understand all of the things that you know make Bitcoin special, or um, pain is going to force you um, into getting involved in Bitcoin in some way, shape, or form. The, the question is, you know, it's, it's just a matter of which one is it going to be. And at some point in time, like l- let's say you're even a shitcoiner, you come in, you know, through shitcoining. And the pain that's going to end up, you know, getting you to circle into Bitcoin is understanding that your shit coins are worth nothing and, you know, coming around to Bitcoin. If you're a no coiner, same sort of thing. If you're a pre coin, like all, all, any, all avenues will lead, you know, to one of those reasons being, you know, the why of, you know, you getting into Bitcoin, which is kind of what you mentioned in the beginning. And then you just nailed it then with, um, with the, the curiosity around people lining up at, um, ATMs and right. people are curious like what is it why you know and then, then sort of get intellectually you know stimulated by it and curious about it yeah. and I mean we, we, we're lucky enough living in the first world like the pain hasn't been that great but I'm sure we've all had our own little bits and pieces of pain along the way that have been that, that have acted as further catalysts I mean the studio is a, is a first world problem right here like, yeah. it's, a, it's a great studio but it is insanely obscenely expensive um just feeling the pressures of of the ills of the monetary system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would argue that New York real estate prices uh, are inflated mm-hmm. uh, by people just, using just the real tad. estate for capital flight. Yep. Yep. You know, it is a worse store of value than Bitcoin. So we shall see how that plays out. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see how a lot of things play out. So as you freaks go to observe how this all plays out, think about the separation of money and state. Um, it's important. Is it an imperative human right that would, uh, like we discussed, lay all the, lay all the, level the playing field of incentives Hell yeah. and have a, have us a, a prosper, what was it? A prosperity, prosperity of the commons. Prosperity yeah. of the commons. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I feel like honestly, this is, we are so lucky to be born at this time because like you look back at the Renaissance and you know, like that, that period changed history fundamentally. And like we're, we're in a period that'll change history fundamentally as we sort of you know move on to the stars like as sort of mankind turns a new chapter i think this is the catalyst that allows for that to happen because bitcoin just impacts so many things so fucking beautiful i know keep bitcoining freaks um it's fun it's fun being able to meet people like you fucking fantastic sit down have these cool conversations uh thank you for coming along with our thought experiment freaks we uh we rambled a lot there (laughs) We talked about things that we may not know have, or we don't know if they will happen or will yep. not happen. But sometimes it's cool to walk down those uh, those paths, you know. Um, that was fun, dude. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, good luck in Times Square later today. <laughs> Shit. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm just gonna bunker down in the hotel. Yeah. What uh, you got? Any parting notes for the freaks out there, Matt? Citadels will happen. <laughs> Stay humble and stack sets. <laughs> Peace and love, freaks. Dickie!